Hola. Welcome to episode 52 of Word to Your Mama. Today, we have Coach Lamar Betts. He's a Los Angeles native, a black entrepreneur, father, author, skateboarder, community builder, and one that has inspired many, many, many kids. In this episode, we talk about his nonlinear career path and all the intricate stops in between as one of the few skaters in his neighborhood to accountant to owner and coach at the skate side. We discuss how the supernatural bear was hesitant about joining the skate side, but now, uh, you know, it turned out he, he, he was upset that I only registered him for a half day. Uh, we talk about a little bit about his beginnings, his humble beginnings in the uh, work field. Uh, he was able to get bagger of the year. Um, he also really made me think and probably will make you a couple of you out there think twice about grocery store fried chicken. And I'm talking about even the amazing fried chicken from the Ralph's on the corner of La Brea and rodeo slash Obama. And then we also kind of talk about after he tells us more of his history, because at the beginning, when I, you know, years ago, when we had a a small talk during lunch, I only know, I only knew like 0.05% of his story. So as he, you know, expounds on it and tells us the story, then we could see the setbacks along the way prepared him and his wife to start the skate side. This is a great episode. This is also the first episode that I could say is 100% free of explicit language so that Coach Lamar's kids, the Supernatural Bear, and the many, many students of the skate side could listen. So uh, I'm proud of myself. (laughs) First and foremost, just to let you know, usually they're a little explicit or a lot explicit. And then the only part, section, that is free of any explicit language is a supernatural bear corner. He's only allowed to listen to those sections that he records. Um, He's the, the curse word police. And so I made it a point that I told him, I promised him, I said, you know what? This is going to be an episode that you can listen to from beginning to end. So listen to this amazing story from half of the skate side team. Let's get into it. Got it. There it is. What's up? What's up? How you doing? What's up, Ritzy? How you doing? What's up, Coach Lamar? <laughs> good. I'm hanging out. Just uh, getting it together over here. So <laughs> figured it out. I had to actually move out of the out of the back room because I actually had to uh, keep the kids home from school today. So oh, okay, they are around. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, let me head over to the garage really quick, and then I can have like you know some one on one time with you, and, and we can get this combo. Well, thank you go. so much. I mean, you could you could have like been like, hey, you know, things change. We could redo it or whatever. But thank you for well, doing it. I appreciate it. Like on your feet, making it happen garage time i love it because it's like i see the the decks in the back it's official this is it yeah this is it (laughs) yeah so how have you been i've been good man i mean you know been as as good as one can be during these crazy times but 
you know, uh, hanging in. I'm alive and I'm breathing, as I've been saying the past couple episodes. What about you? Or staying humble on the daily. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's basically it for me. Um, I would say uh, just staying positive, yeah. doing what I do best. That's it. Working with kids, um, the usual skate side stuff. So, yeah, we're good. And the family's good. Everybody's good. Family's good. Everybody's good. Um, I don't even know if you know, but uh, you don't have three kids now, right? I don't think so. Like so did I, it during during the the after these times or what happened? No, no, no. no. I, so I'm trying to remember when you guys were doing lessons, because um, I think it was maybe just my son, Nico. Mm-hmm. That I just had that was 2015. And then um uh my daughter Nina, she was born in 2018. Oh if I had another kid after that. No, so congrats. Okay, wow. Well, no. so, yeah. Full house. Full house. She's three. So uh it's it's a trip. Oh, you're, three. you're in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In it. So what are Maybe. the what are the ages now? Um, so my daughter Tuesday, 18, stepdaughter Tuesday, she's 18. Wow. Yeah. I remember then, about her. You told me about her for sure. That's Tuesday. And wow. then, uh, uh, my son Nico is six and then daughter Nina is three. Wow, man. Full house. Feliz born day to the oldest 18. Yeah. Woo. It's a trip. That's another, <laughs> that's a, like another crazy milestone. You and it your is. wife must be like, that must be, that must be scary. Is it scary? <laughs> is it scary? Like. To have an 18 year old? Yeah. Like. Yes. Because, you know, I feel like slightly we sheltered her a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, she's going out now. She, you know, I, we kind of want to give her that adult space. Yeah. I mean, she still does stuff as if she's like a teenager but you know start you know let her have that adult space now um and i just wanted to know that you know if anything happens you got like an extra layer of protection so you know if anything goes sideways <laughs> call us up we don't have to talk about anything you know just hit me up yeah. i'll be right there i want your friends to know hey if anything happens i'm here too so nice. you know it's not just you by yourself so yeah. oh that's, that's great like, that must be a good amazing. thing you know like i can't I didn't have that <laughs> growing up. I don't know if you had that. Grow- I didn't have that growing up. And I'm sure that changes the whole situation, how you navigate the world. Just knowing like, yo, I, I have parents that support me and got I got backup, yeah. you know, no, no questions asked. Like, that's tricky, man. I don't I don't even I mean, you know, you know, Supernatural Bear, he just turned nine. And I'm just like, that happened so fast. Yeah. And then I was, we were talking about the, the other day. I was like, um you're gonna be a teenager in like a flash yeah it's crazy it's crazy i mean for me i'm the oldest uh i have uh my younger sister Mm -hmm. so she's two years younger than me so i always felt like the need to protect her Mm. at all costs and i think i had like a small temper growing up too so like (laughs) if anybody said would your sister say and your family say it was a small temper it's very small. It's okay, very okay. small. It's very small. Yeah, it's more of like you know disrespect. I can't tolerate stuff like that, or like you know, um, if I'm in elementary school, somebody actually bumps into me the wrong way. I used to like get really upset about stuff like that. Got it. Somebody picking on my little sister. I'm like, hey, I gotta go talk to this person now. You know, yeah. stuff. 
always being a protector. Um, but I think that's kind of just, you know, what I've been told, like, Hey, look out for your sister. I had an older cousin who I was, I was always with and, um, he would always look out for me. So, you know, it's kind of like, we have to keep it going and have each other's back. So I think it just carried over into adult life. Yeah. And then you, this is, and then with skate side, this is what you do. I feel for, for, for other kids in, in so many different ways. And by example, for those in your family and your leadership in skate side. So tell the folks who may not know if, cause if you haven't heard the dope promo (laughs) that the supernatural bear did for skate side, Mm -hmm. um, what is skate side? Tell the folks what skate side is. All right. So the skate side is a skateboarding school. We do camps. We do skateboarding lessons, um, birthday parties. We have merch. We do events um, and we basically just build community. And that's what the skate side does. Um, that's it. So the the reason why I know you and we've stayed at, like in touch, at least, you know, cursory in touch with social media and stuff is because sure. the supernatural bear just when we we're still back in LA he wanted to he was kind of interested in skateboarding and we I saw you I don't know where I saw your thing maybe it was through homeschooling the homeschooling charter we were a part of I think maybe I saw that that could have been it because you're a vendor which is smart as hell and I feel like a lot of I try to tell anyone that I know that has a business that has anything to do with kids that that's a thing you should definitely, it's super easy. I don't know. Now it's a little bit more difficult, but back then it was super easy to become a vendor. Um, and you have a bigger audience, a bigger reach. Um, sure. And so anyways, uh, so we got into it and I remember the first day he was not having it. He, it was a camp and it was, ha- I could do half day or full day. And we did half right. day just to see how he, how he does. And I think it mm. might've been maybe one of the first camps or the second camp ever he'd ever been in. So we were driving. I remember driving to the Culver City skate skate park. And then uh, he was like, no, nah. he's like, let's just go home. And I was like, why? Oh, yeah. And I was like, no, no, no. I was like, this is good. He's like, well, I don't know anyone. And I don't know how to skate. And I was like, well, that's what you'll learn. And, you know, this and that. Da, da, da. And I was like, also, I remember kind of throwing in there because you want to see people that look like you or look like people in your family. And I was like, and he's black, mijo. I go, that's important. I go, this is awesome. So it kind of piqued yeah. his interest. And I was like, you know, if you don't like it, we'll we'll go back. You got to try. That was my thing. Like teaching him, you have to try. Try it out. Don't say no until you try it. So exactly. we go and then he loved it. And he was like, why didn't you sign me up for full day camp? And da, 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 da. And he was <laughs> just. Always happens. Yeah. Yeah. And he was just it's like still to this day, he you know, one of the reasons why I stay in touch and want to keep abreast of what the skate side is doing is because Supernatural Bear, he just he just always still has this crazy respect for you because of he did the camp once, I think. And it was just it changed so much. I saw him push himself, you know, challenge himself, have video still of him going down the ramp and him like thinking about it and like, you know, and and I love the system that you that you have. I don't know. I'm sure it's evolved. And but at the time, I thought it was awesome. Like, if you do these certain things, you get these wristbands, those rubber wristbands, all the all the other coaches, um, you know, you could tell like they're skaters, too. But they yeah. were it was like a real nice community feel. And it wasn't like, you know, we're too cool for school. <laughs> 
right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for us, it's 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 there is a certain skateboarding culture, mm-hmm. um, but we're bringing skateboarding to kids, and sometimes it's for kids that have never stepped on a board, parents that might not even think the best of skateboarding or skaters in general, and so we're providing a, a more, uh, I would say, youthful experience for for kids. Um, it shouldn't be, you know. Um, about drugs, alcohol, you know, disrespectful and stuff like that. It's like, you know, we have to build each other up. It's got to be positivity. It's got to be teamwork, all the positive things that you can get from skateboarding. That's what you wanted to showcase and give to the kids. So that's kind of like, you know, how our program is, is developed from that. Um, you know, working hard. Uh, that's why you have the wristbands. You have to earn it. We mm. don't just give it to you. No matter if you cry, you know, scream about it. It's like, oh, did you land every trick on this list? <laughs> you know, we're here. Let's let's work. Let's let's do this. So then, when they get it, they feel you know um, empowered. They feel like they accomplished something. Yeah. They get that gratification um, and all the other things. So, and uh, you know, meeting a supernatural bear. <laughs> Uh, was awesome too. We kept calling it the scientists. <laughs> scientists. Scientists. Yeah. I remember one time because, and that's what he was telling me on the way to camp. He's like, "I'm into science," and I was like, "Oh well, there's science involved in skateboarding, you know, yeah, velocity, yeah. angles, all these different things." And he was like, mm. "And then, then for whatever reason, you guys started calling them the scientists." And then one time, I went, um, and I remember he went into the we went through the back through the trees area and he went in and he was like the scientist is in the house (laughs) (laughs) yep yep exactly exactly as as soon as he pulls up i'm like yo the scientist (laughs) it was too funny um rocco was actually walking with him right (laughs) so i go uh i think his nickname is Something with science also, right? Ira science. Yeah. There we go. Boom. So <laughs> I'm like, yo, the scientist. And I thought, I think Rocket thought I was talking about him. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I mean, you know, <laughs> the little me. one. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's hilarious. Yeah. I think, I think he probably. Oh, heads heard. up. Here we go. Hello. You want to say hi to Ritzy? Come over really quick. Really quick, Nina. Really quick. Say hello. Hi. Are you cold? <laughs> Don't be a don't be a cheeseburger. All right, I'll see. Nina, I'm, I'm I'm talking right now. You wanna go inside the house really quick? Here, it's a Rice Krispie treat. See you later. You sounded so defeated. There, there's a Rice. I know. Krispie. I don't want to give any candy at all. I'm like uh, refrain from it. I saw it. Now I'm like, all right. I'll see you later. I, I hear you. How cute. Yeah. She comes over. She wants to do everything that I do. She's like, uh, she sees me put on my hat. She's like, oh, can I put on a hat too? She's like, I want to be like you on the computer all day. And I'm like, okay, come on, sit down real quick, get to it. Super cute, man. Um, so I think I think I know you have an interesting story. I know we, you and I. I think it was like a, during the lunchtime or something. I think I had asked you. So I definitely wanted to dive into that. What were you doing prior to the skate side? Prior to the skate side, should I go from the beginning? Yeah. From like uh, the beginning, the beginning. Gee, so um, work related. Uh, the first job I ever had, I worked at Albertsons. Um, so, 
really, uh, my mom, she's such a, a people person. So she goes inside the, the Albertsons on um, Crenshaw and LaBrea at the time. Ah. No, actually, sorry, Rodeo and uh, LaBrea. Oh, which is now a Rouse. Oh, yeah, yeah. We call it the Hood Rouse. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> I was across the street at Albertson. So it's kind of like, you oh, know, is there Albert- Albertson. Oh, Rouse. got it, got it, got it, got it. Yeah. So I was right. I was on the Del Taco side, not on the McDonald's side. Got so, it. So that's a superior uh, right now. Yeah, exactly. Ah, see, see, see. Got it. Yep. So um, she goes in, she talks to the manager. She's like, hey, y'all hiring? Y'all need to hire my son. He's so good. <laughs> da, 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 da. And um, the manager, Mo, he uh, talks to her, says, all right, bring him in. Have him fill out the application. So I get there. I talk to him, fill out the application. I do the interview. And um, he goes, hey, so, you know, um, I love that, you know, you get good grades. Um, it looks like you're doing, you know, you're into skateboarding, so you're staying focused. And he's like, uh, he asked me, so what are you going to do if you have someone who's like a, a tough customer? And I'm like, well, you know, I deal with my mom all day. So, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, he laughs so much because he knows her from going there all the time. And she just talks to everybody and wants to, you know, stop, you know, a whole bunch of stuff. So, um, and that's, that made him laugh. And uh, then he's like, all right, cool. We'll hire you. And then from there, that was it. I started working as a bag boy. Everywhere I've worked, I've always worked there. I've always worked hard. I've always wanted to get promoted. I've always never wanted to like slack off, even if it's just bagging groceries. Um, So, you know, I take, you know, pride in whatever I do. Um, And so I started working there, built up the work ethic, um, doing a bunch of stuff, a bunch of stuff. Um, I was even bagger of the year. Hello, um, excuse, excuse. That's right. You know, they, they actually send you off to like this competition where no way. Uh, there actually is a bagging competition. Um, so you and a cashier will go to like uh, one of the Albertson stores, maybe somewhere in the Valley. Um, and then they literally have um, all their best uh, baggers and cashiers at a, at a check stand. Um, and then you deal with real customers and you have, and they grade you on like what you do, like, Oh, did you offer the extra product? Did you offer carry out service? Um, oh, did you smile when they approached you all this different stuff. And so I believe we got, um, second place one year and then the other year it was probably third, but, um, you know, I'm telling you, I was, I was going in bagger <laughs> of the year and the official term for bagger is actually courtesy clerk for anybody out oh, there. Excuse. Courtesy, now we know courtesy clerk. Courtesy yes. clerk. So as yep. a bagger, I, I yes. was never a bagger, but mm-hmm. I miss when I go to the grocery store, I miss the days of real good baggers. Do you feel the same way? I'm like, who, what is, what is, who's putting yes. the soft stuff at the bottom? Like, who? Absolutely. There's a way you have to do it. You have to, you know, create walls for the bag first, you know, put the cereal on the side and then build up from there and you can put the soft stuff on the top exactly. and that's the way you do it and then you have to put the bag in slide it all the way back to where the handle is and you know make sure it's nice and organized and then go oh, thank you so much can i help you carry out service welcome to the car whatever you got to do and then go from there so that's the proper way to do it for anybody so out there. when you go to the grocery store are you just like wow what is happening right here what is what is what is this Sometimes, I mean, they grab the bread, smash it, just throw it in the bag. I'm like, how would they put this with this? I pick up a bag. I'm like, this bag is going to rip. It's a little bit too heavy, um, you know, but I understand. And I'm like, you know what? Let me just sometimes I'm like, let me you want me to bag. You know, yeah. if there's no bag. In there, I'm like, I, I got this. Don't worry about it. I'm like trying to remember all the codes and stuff like that. I'm like, bananas, 4011, you know, cucumbers, 4062. 
That's amazing. You know, and you want to remember when I was little, I was always amazed that the way back then, like in the 80s, the way the bagger, you know, courtesy clerks, mm-hmm. excuse uh, how they no would worries. do it. It was like a certain thing. Do you remember that? Like, I don't know if you did that. They'd get the stuff oh. and it'd be like a, a smooth move into the bag. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the smooth move. And I was like, so we, the only place that I feel the the courtesy clerks know what they're doing. And I think it's because everybody rotates is Trader Joe's. They all, they usually always oh, pack Trader my Joe's. stuff up. They're on yeah, point, yeah. right? They're on point. They, <laughs> they know what to do for sure. I go there. I don't have to think about it. I'm like, yep, that's it. You guys yeah. got it. They're like, oh, let me double bag. This is a little heavy. Like, let yep. me put this at the bottom and put. Yeah, yeah, they're good. So anyway. <laughs> so did it. you grow up in that neighborhood? Because that's what we we lived by that. That's all I know that when that that oh, rouse, we it. would go. We were in between the the Ladera Heights rouse and the rodeo slash Obama. Right. Obama. Now. Obama. Right. And right. but that rouse, their fried mm-hmm. chicken and their sides. Amazing. 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 Oh, See, I have a thing with the grocery store fried chicken now because, like I said, I got I kept getting promoted. So I was worked at, I worked as a courtesy clerk, and they were like, "Oh, Lamar, you're really good." But I was like, 15, 16. So I was like, "Let's put you on the videos." I did it well in the videos. They're like, "Oh, let's put you in the meat department." So I went to the meat department, and as I'm over there, um, then they're like, "Let's put you in the service deli." So then I'm over there mm-hmm. cooking the fried chicken, making the the potato salad and stuff like that. And so I kind of saw how it all goes oh. down uh, <laughs> and I'm kind of over it. So oh. <laughs> no, no, uh, no more fried chicken from the grocery store for me. Oh, got it. Oh, okay. I'll remember. Even though that. they won the hoodie awards uh, back in the day. <laughs> I remember listening to Steve Harvey, Steve Harvey show and uh, they won the hoodie awards. Yeah. Cause so. that, that fried, you know, like you, I don't, I wasn't into fried chicken from, from grocery stores, but that one was next level. And they had the real, like you never went to a, well, I never had one by my place, by a place back in the days of San Diego that had, you know, the mac and cheese and the greens okay. and the sweet, but like, it was all good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they got everything. Did you ever get samples from there too? Your industry is loud and congested. How will you cut through the noise while maintaining brand integrity? Regardless of how talented and creative your core team is, nearly all businesses need some level of support in order to communicate their message. From brand identity and graphic design to experiential and digital, let the team at Ritzy Periwinkle help you speak your mind and translate rough thoughts into captivating action. Visit ritzyperiwinkle.com today to schedule a no-cost 30-minute consultation to discuss the best creative strategies for your business. That's R-I-T-Z-Y-P-E-R-W-I-N-K-L-E.com. Ritzy Periwinkle, let's build. No, I don't think I ever got samples from there. We see like this thing like where like, you know, on a, a small break, we would go to the service deli and go, hey, give me the courtesy clerk special. And they give you like <laughs> a sample of like, oh, here's a little chicken wing. Here's some, you know, potatoes out here. <laughs> yep. That's amazing. So I'm sorry. So going back. So you grew up. Where did you grow up? Oh, there we go. Um, we started off in Inglewood on Glasgow, somewhere around there near Randy's Donuts. Mm. Um, and then 
we started going more and more west. So we went from um, Inglewood to Crenshaw and King, mm. and then we moved to Adams and Crenshaw. <laughs> and then that's basically high school and stuff like that. So where'd you go so to I, high I, school? Uh, Hamilton. Hamilton High. Got it. Got it. Anything about Hamilton High that you know of? No, that? I don't know. I don't know about it. I, right. I'm sure I'll ask uh, Rock about that since he grew up in all that in that area or whatever. Area. He probably got yeah. kicked out of it, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine it, it was very different uh, than it is now. I think the kids are a lot kinder now, I would say. <laughs> I think they're this hard person persona back then. So Got it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so you went. Here. I did. I did grow up. Yes, I did grow up in that area. Um, my uncle lived, um, kind of um, in the Jays. Uh, oh, so the jungle. Jays are the jungles there. for those who do not know. <laughs> so my uncle lived over there, and then he started living on the, the other, the, the gated housing on the opposite end mm. of the day. So, um, he lived over there. So I'm familiar with that whole Dorsey area. Um. We skate there a lot. Um, let me see what else. Uh, and that's it. So I basically grew up over in that area. But um, even though I actually, sorry, I take that back. Even though I lived in that area, I actually um, kept going more towards, we call it the West. So um, near like National and Overland, Robertson area, oh, yeah. because my cousin lived over there. Mm. And so I always go, you know, spend some time with him. And so I kind of, I would say I lived um, in that area, but then I, actually did a lot of like activities with my cousin in uh, his area on the West. Got it. So you've seen crazy change. Like you've seen it go from training day. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> to, yeah. to what it, to what it has become now. And I'm sure we've been gone because we lived in the dawn. So I, we've been gone three years, I think now I'm sure even mm-hmm. in the three years, if I go back right now to the neighborhood, it would look there would be some also some major changes. It it is different, um, especially that Adams area. Mm-hmm. Um, it's crazy. I used to skate on this on on the sidewalk where my building was. Mm-hmm. Um, on what street is that? On Adams and uh, Wellington, mm-hmm. and uh, there was a church across the street. They changed that church into a skate shop now. So <laughs> I wish that was there when I was actually getting it in. Cause I feel like one of the only skaters I'm just skating by myself on a sidewalk, you know? Um, but now there's a skate shop there. Um, wow. There's a bunch of different stuff. So what change? Okay. Of- so you went to Hamilton high and then yes. you graduated. Where did you go? Uh, after I graduated, I went to Santa Monica, Santa Monica College. And I was going to Santa Monica College initially because I wanted to do photography. Um, I was inspired by my photography teacher in Hamilton, uh, Mr. Rainwaters. Um, Basically, he let me like hang out there. He was like so cool. Like I could skate in his classroom during lunchtime. (laughs) He would kind of skate too. I love being in the dark room. I love that like, you know, film feeling. Um, I really thought that I was just going to, you know, do photography, do my thing. Um, you know, we were kind of like planning it out. Um, but I didn't really take the, is it like the LSAT, the LSAT, the SAT or something like that? Yeah. Some, one of those. I didn't really take college too (laughs) seriously when, you know, in that, in that moment, I was like, yeah, you know, I'm just gonna, you know, I got good grades in high school, but it was like easy. So I didn't really like 
try, try. It was just like, let me just finish the work. Um, but uh, I go to uh, I go to him. Um, I thought that, you know, I was like, I like photography. That's what I want to do. And um, I think there was a, a school in San Diego or maybe San Francisco, but it ended up being way too expensive. Mm. And he was like, well, maybe you can go to Santa Monica College. You have a good photography, pro- photography program there. Um, so I go to Santa Monica College for photography. Um, I take all the general education classes. Um, I didn't even like after I graduated from high school, I didn't even take like a break between i went to like the summer bridge program uh, my mom was like so serious about going to college she was like oh you got to get ready for college it's super serious you know you don't want to be a statistic you got to get this degree and so you know i'm like all right cool i'll go to college um i'll do photography i'll do that and she's like are you sure you want to do photography you know they don't make no money <laughs> uh, so i'm like no no i was like I- i'll do pretty good and so um I go to Santa Monica College. Um, I take a few general education classes. Then I finally take a photography class after all those GE classes. Yeah. And it switched from film to digital. Oh, yeah. And that yeah. turned me off so much. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I don't think I want to do photography anymore. So then um, I thought, like, uh, I got to find, uh, you know, and uh, uh, like a pathway to go through. So um, I, I thought to myself, like, all right, maybe I'll take business because then I'll either work for somebody or I'll have my own business. Mm. And so either way it goes, I need to know this stuff um, for, fu- for future reference anyway. Yeah. Um, so then I'll start taking all these like general business courses like marketing, uh, public relations, um, uh, finance, accounting. Um, and then out of all of them, I like accounting the most. And so I kind of stuck to that. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a really cool uh, black professor. His name was uh, Professor Brookins. Nice. Um, he ended up saying, oh, man, Lamar, you're really good at accounting. I took like two accounting classes. Like, oh, you're really good at accounting. <laughs> you know, you're a nice guy. You know, you have a good personality. He was like, you should probably like do this um, uh, internship program with Deloitte. And um, Deloitte is like one of the big four accounting firms. Oh. Um, and so, uh, you know, they, they basically do all the accounting for like the fortune, is it 500 companies, mm-hmm. fortune 500 companies. Um, and so he's like, yeah, you should apply to do their internship. And so, um, I applied, um, I did the interview with them. I ended up getting it. Um, I did that two years in a row. And so I kind of felt like I was on that path to be an accountant, to be an accountant. Um, uh, all in all, I felt like as I was doing it, though, I was slowly like it was like pressure building up. Mm. Like I would talk to people and they go, oh, you're at Deloitte. Oh, that's that's, you know, you're going to do really good in life. You're at Deloitte. And it's kind of it's yeah. all this pressure surrounding it. And so I was like, oh, yeah, I do want to you know, be an accountant. But I kind of I mean, everybody at Deloitte is really great. Um, but I don't think that the. Where, what I wanted to do with family, what I wanted to do with um, my time would have would have really worked out for us mm-hmm. um, because it's a, it's a really demanding schedule, especially during like uh, tax season, tax season and a uh, year in mm-hmm. going to do auditing year in. Yeah. It's like really tough. And I think that if you had to move up, if you wanted to move up, you had to do like a lot of flying around and stuff like that. And so um, that wasn't going to work out for me. Um, but yeah, so I ended up doing the internship at Deloitte. Um, I think I feel like I'm skipping some stuff here. It was like so much to this account, like 
I was in school for nine years on it. Like, wow. So I did, uh, when I was in Santa Monica college, I initially went for photography. I started doing, um, you know, the business stuff. They kind of tricked me a little bit because they were like, oh, you know, you, you're kind of getting this social science degree. Um, so you can get an A in that. And they were like, if you take a few more classes, you can get a business administration degree. Mm. And so they kind of kept me in it a little bit longer. <laughs> so it was like for the two year degree, I was there for four years. And then um, I ended up transferring over to CSUN, Cal State Northridge. And um, from there, it was just so hard to get into the next accounting class. It was just difficult. It was super competitive. Um, you had to have a 3.0 GPA or higher. And because I didn't take classes seriously after the photography um, setback, I had all these other like decent grades, but they weren't good. And I had too many of them to like, you know, correct it. So I was like, you know what? Let me just stop doing accounting. I was like, what do I got to do to graduate? They said, you take two more finance classes, you can graduate with a degree in finance. So I said, let me do that. Yeah. I graduated and then, you know, that was it. So degree in finance for me. So degree in finance. And then you went into that professional world. And for how long before you were like skate, the skate side? The skate side, I got you. So um, basically, I already knew that it wasn't going to work out in finance. <laughs> um, I, I really loved accounting and I wish it would have worked. Yeah. I would have went to a smaller firm or something like that, too. Um, uh, but, uh, for, what was the question? Sorry, I'm getting lost in my thought. Yeah, so, so after you graduate and you got your finance oh, degree, then you, side. then, then did you work for a little bit and then skate side or what was that transition to skate side? Thank you. So after working five years at the grocery store, I became a cashier and I was at the top of the top and, um, I was 17. I became a cashier, uh, and I'm also, as I'm going to school, I'm also working too. Got so it. I'm working, you know, I'm working, I'm going to school. Um, I meet my uh, girlfriend, wife now, um, Elena, during those times at the grocery store. Oh, cute. Um, so uh, what happens next? Um, doo -doo -doo -doo. They don't promote me. So I'm like, I got to do something else. So my performance at that job kind of started deteriorating because I was like, oh, I got to I mean, you know, they're not promoting me to the next thing. I need to be a manager now. And so um, I kind of got like, you know, just like, uh, let me just do something else. So I quit that job and I was like, let me just find something else I can do. So I kind of like just took a year um, not really working for someone. I just kind of like dugged it out and kind of <laughs> like I did canvassing a little bit. Um, we started a nonprofit, me and my wife. Um, uh, that was something that we did also. It was called Kids and Foundation. We were going to basically donate birthday parties to underprivileged kids. Oh, nice. um, it's funny because that was her idea. And now like somebody else did it and it's like blowing up. <laughs> we, we like abandoned that idea. Um, and then uh, I ended up working for another valet company during the time. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm doing valet. I'm in college at the same time at CSUN. Um, so this is like five years, CSUN, valet job. Um, not just Valley, I became a manager. I started managing um, like the Valley department for the SLS hotel mm. or the Roosevelt hotel. Um, seeing a bunch of celebrities and stuff like that too. That was pretty cool. Um, and uh, boom. So I'm in college. I'm at, actually, I'm in college. I'm at the Valley and I tell myself like, all right, 
I feel like I'm stable right now. We're stable. We got we got our stuff together. We took that year to, you know, try something out. You know, I got the valet job. I became a manager, you know, mid-level manager. I'm doing well. Um, and I said to her, once I graduate, we're doing something risky. We got to mm. do something else. And so she was like, you know, what can we do? We tried the nonprofit. Um, and then I was like, well, I like skateboarding. Um, she likes kids. And then that's kind of how it all started. So 2015 happened. Um, my son, Nico, was born. Um, and kind of he's like the reason of why, like, I do take risks. Like, I was like, you know, if I if I have to tell him, like, you know, why did you make this decision? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I would want him to to uh, go, oh, you know. I'm, I'm risky because I wanted to be an example for him. Yeah. Like if he ever had to like choose between like working at a place that was safe, um, he made good money and um, you know, they kind of just took care of him, but he was bored or like, you know, not happy. Um, I wanted him to, you know, also have, I wanted to have experience of, I did something myself. I gave it a shot. I went for it. Yeah. Um, I gave him my all and this is what happened. So I can give him like, you know, both experiences. And so I really just wanted to do something more risky. So then he was born, we started the skate side and then we kind of just grinded it up from there. That's amazing. That was a long story for just that part, but yes. (laughs) No, it's great because one thing that's a a through line with pretty much everybody on here is that there's the nonlinear career path. It's not like, I went to high school, I went to college, I went for this major and then boom, I went into this and that's where I'm at. It's, you know, everyone that I had have had on, it's like I started this, but then it changed like some crazy twists and turns. But eventually everyone gets to a place where it's like their passion, they're their own, you know, whether they're um, made moves and are with the company that they love working for or for the most part, everyone that I have on here, they're all entrepreneurs, right. mostly people of color. I love that you and your wife, it's, it's um, you know, you it's a multiracial family because I can relate to that. Um, right. You know, you, you went back. I feel like you, I think it was important that you told that story the way you did, because me, I knew a little bit of it, I think, because we, it was during lunch. So I knew that you went for accounting and then skate side, the skate side. This is even crazier because as you're telling me the story, you guys probably know, but if you don't, I'm pointing it out. All the things that you guys went through, and there's probably more stuff that you didn't mention, prepped you. Yes, let's go. That's what it was. Right? I mean, the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, like, and people don't like realize like the reason why honestly the state side is so structured is because I had union um, experience working at Albertsons. Come on. And so I started off, you know, I know when they should take a break. I know, you know, yeah. um, like, you know, you got to have a uniform on, you got to be professional customer service, um, you know, just different things. So I got all, you know, I know about working hard. Like one yeah. time the, the trash compactor in the back broke down. So I had to take all the trash by Ooh. myself, me and a buddy, <laughs> like every, trash busting open on us. We're like still, you know, throwing it in or whatever. So I know like, you know, what it is to like start at the bottom and then like grind your way up. And so that was what I got from Albertsons. And then from um, the valet company, it was like me managing 
like a bunch of people. So that prepped you for because you have all these. Hiring, yeah, the hiring, hiring the, the managing, personality. the personalities and knowing like the personality. What what I saw. What year was that? 2015, 2016? Uh, 2017, something like that. Yeah. And what I saw was like, wow, like there was a good relationship between you and the coaches, but there was also a respect. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it it, it looked like from what I saw in such a short amount of time was it was a respect, not a fear. You know, you could tell, like, I remember the first dentist I took the soup, we took the supernatural bear to, Uh it was uh, in Culver city. And the, you know, the, from the, for me, the most important thing is the front desk. Front desk was, they were on point. They were lovely. And it was such, you know, it's scary for the kids at that age. It was, he was like two or three and the, the dental assistants, amazing. But then here comes the dentist and everyone you could, the, the vibe changed because all the dental assistants were afraid. Right. Intimidated. And it was the vibe, the way she talked to them too. And I was like, we're never coming back here. I don't like this. You know what yeah. I mean? And so I didn't see that. I saw like a, you know, um, a respect. And also when you mentioned that when you guys took that one year kind of off and were, you know, kind of trying different things, the nonprofits right. working for the kid, like. Right. All setting Going you up. Yep. Doing the documentation for that, you know, um, and I feel like the iPhone wasn't really popping like that at that time. So I, I didn't like just Google stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, um, you know, trying to figure out information and, you know, whatever I had to do. So like, like you said, everything literally prepped me for this to a certain degree. And then you have to like, kind of push forward from there. So yeah. Um, and you and your wife yeah. together, I think that's what's a beautiful thing, too. Like, I'm sure her experience, what she was doing while you were doing these other things and you like join forces. And, you know, it's 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 a group. It's a team effort. It's a group effort. And I feel like it's a beautiful thing to see, to witness and to know that you guys are still in business and that you all I see is growth on on this end. All I see is the growth that's happened. <laughs> That, that's awesome. That's amazing. That's awesome. And 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 I wanted to see, ask you, I, I made a point in my notes. You know, I was into skating. I was never like a skateboarder, but it was into skating back in the days in the 80s. Like I had grip tape on my, you know, a, a piece of grip tape for no reason on my thing. And it because my neighbors, it, I was always hanging around with dudes who was like skateboarding, like Tony Hawk, like all the guys, you know, Dogtown, the whole shebang. So since those times, the deception, the creation of, of the big boom of skateboarding to now, there's been, we know, there's been black pro skaters. There's more now. But what kind, if anything, pushback did you get, you know, <laughs> when you started the skate side? Uh, when I started the skate side, okay, not even skateboarding. Okay, got you. Um, so in general, I would say I did get pushback just skating in general. So um, you were like the was, one, the one kid in the neighborhood, the one, uh, almost the one. Um, luckily, I had a friend named uh, Trey who lived across the street from me when I used to live on Fifth Ave um, on Crenshaw and King. And uh, so the two he, <laughs> it, was, it was him, my cousin, Trey. And then we ended up adopting somebody else. And then I kind of like you the black kids that are skating and nobody <laughs> understood it. And like, you know, I literally go to the, to the barbershop. Uh, I used to have like a, a curl, you know, like, a <laughs> oh my God. I need to and see that barber, photo. 
if I can find, if I can find one, um, my, my barber ended up like cutting like a little triangle into my hair. And so I had like the curl, but then he messed up the line and like went a little bit too deep. And so um, I ended up going to a skate park and everybody's like, hey, who told this little boy this is cute? And like, they're like, sure. And so, you know, just different stuff. And then like, let's say I'm in the barber chair. I got the little cape on or whatever. Dude's looking at my shoes like, hey, look at his shoes. They all ripped up like. <laughs> and they didn't understand. They're like, why do Jordans look like that? You know, it's like, I skate. And then the barber's like, hey, leave him alone. He a skateboarder. He was the white boy, you know? So um, just different stuff like that. So that's kind of like the thing that, you you know, you got back in that time. Yeah. Um, starting the skate side, I would say the biggest thing was, or a few things. The first thing was um, getting clients. So that was very, very difficult in the beginning, for sure, because you're kind of like unproven. Mm. So nobody knows who you are, what you really do, if the lesson is going to be good. Do they trust you or not? Um, with their kids. With their kids. <laughs> and, you know, um, so that was kind of it was just me and Elena. And so um, Elena did like a lot of the graphic and stuff like that. And then um, I would um, go out and do marketing. So I pass out flyers. I did a bunch of stuff. And one time I had this idea, it was called the five minute clinic, right? So this five minute clinic was, um, I used to go around, I'll pass these flyers that says, all right, be here on this date. Um, I'm going to teach your kid for five minutes. I thought I would have so many people that, that would be there. <laughs> all I would have time for is just five minutes to spend teaching how to skate. Looking back on it, that was so, <laughs> it's like, what can you teach somebody in five minutes? And so, I mean, I went out for maybe like two weeks every single day. Um, I, and also when we started the skate side, I was still working at my other job. So oh. I would say from uh, 9 a.m. till 5 p.m., I was doing anything I could for the skate side. From 6 p.m. to 2 a.m., I was doing a late night shift at the valet. And then there was even a time period where I even was like, oh, I got to keep pushing. So I started doing Uber from two to four Dang. at the same time. So like the first three years of the skate side, we were doing maybe two, two three years of skate side, we were doing that. Wow. Um, and that was kind of like what my thing was. But it, back to the story, um, I'm passing out flyers. I'm like, me here at this day. The day comes, nobody's there. Ugh. I'm like, dang. I call my homeboy Edgar up. I'm like, Edgar, listen, bro, I'm over here. I'm at the park. Nobody's here. He's like, you know, we, we joke around and he's like, you know, giving me stuff. He's like, oh, maybe you came off a little bit weird when you approached him or whatever. And um, so, I mean, at that moment, I didn't really feel like defeated. It was more of like, I just need to push harder. Yeah. I was like, maybe I'm not going to the right place. So, um, and then, you know, now and it's crazy. I'm, I'm going to say this, but I know there's a lot of guys that do skate lessons. It's not illegal. It's not legit or anything like that. So they might take this information and use it, but it's all good. So um, what I did was we started going to the actual school and just going, we're going to stay in the front and pass out flyers mm -hmm. here and then let them know about our program. And then no one really still trusted us, yeah. but uh, we got enough um, interest to where I was able to do a few lessons. And then get some experience and then work it out. I mean, it was so not good in the beginning yeah. because we didn't we didn't like have like requirements of like wearing safety equipment and stuff like that. It was just like, oh, if you know, lesson can one and do it. I'll, you know, I'll make sure they're safe, but you know, 
when we had like one p one one set of equipment, it was like, all right, this kid can have the wrist guards, this kid can have the elbow pads, <laughs> you can have the knee pads. You know, you got a helmet, you don't, but it's all good. We're gonna, you know, make sure you're okay. Um, and then Elena, who's um, not really from skateboarding, because for me, I would go, I didn't really have a helmet growing up skating. I didn't have all these pads and stuff, but because she's from not from the skateboarding culture like that, mm-hmm. she was able to go like, hey, as a parent, I wouldn't like seeing that. Yeah, and so kind of kept adjusting based off of what her perception was and so when you think about the skate side we always keep the parents perspective in mind and that's why you know we get on our staff so much about how things look how you know how well we're taking care of the kids did did you put on sunscreen did you give them water they look tired like why is their jacket still on it's a hot day yeah you know but um um but you know it's like we have enough uh rapport with them where we can just ask them to do stuff and they just get it done. Cause they know that, you know, our whole thing is that we have to be the best of what we do. And so um, if there's, you know, people legal out there that are doing stuff without pads, when you come to the skate side, we have structure, they have to wear pads and promote this, you know, the safety of it and everything like that. So that was that. Yeah. That that's one of the reasons why, you know, when I look into, I mean, I do mad research when I'm buying a blender. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Three months of research for a juicer, you know, so if I'm taking my kid and leaving my kid, like I'm doing the most. And at the time, you guys already had reviews. It was promoted by the, you know, somewhere at the charter that we were homeschooling through. And then that I read that everyone has the safety stuff. You know, not just I was, you know, I'm just like, oh, helmet, I guess. And knee pads. But you're like the wrist guards. And I was like. Oh, you have to have the wrist guards. Absolutely. Yeah, and I was like, I know, that's I so much flack about that. No, yeah. but it's perfect. That's why I was like, I felt I felt he was in a safe environment and just the protocols you guys had in place. So well done. Kudos the skate side. You guys, you. I love seeing Thank the growth, like I said. Um, so I have a qu- section called the questions and comments from the audience. OK, and, one second before you do that. Yes. I just grab a jacket really quick. Of, I'm in the garage. Oh, I'm yeah, cold. yeah, yeah. Don't be cold. Of course. <laughs> I'm freezing. But I'll be in the garage. Hold on one second. I'll be right back. Of course. Have your kids been in a house playing video games in your space way too long? Now you can get them outdoors and still be social while social distancing at the skate side after school and group skateboarding classes. Skate students get to improve their skating and decompress after a long day or week of school. This program is awesome for beginners to get started or advanced skaters to take their skills to the next level. Go to theskateside.com and learn about our COVID-safe programs in Santa Monica, Culver City, Glendale, and South Pasadena. That's T-H-E-S-K-A-T-E-S-I-D-E dot com. The Skateside. More kids skating. The top one comes from my dad. Uh, you know, Lamar Betts Jr. Um, he told me when I was younger, be your own man. And from that advice, I've always just been my own man. Like, no matter what anybody else is doing, you have to follow your own path. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, if you, you can't really be too much of a follower, if, you know, you need that person in front of you to like kind of guide you, you have to step out on your own and, 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 you know, kind of stick your own chest out and be independent and, and, you know, not get trapped in whatever, what everybody else is doing. You have to, you know, not follow too many trends or what's cool because sometimes that might work for them, but not might, might not work for you. Yeah. So, um, definitely be your own man. And I know why you told me that too. So <laughs> be your own man for sure. Nice. Around how, do you remember around what age you were when he first, you know, imparted um, that with you? I had to be probably four, like probably four years old, something like that. Like he, like he used, my parents used to give me like just raw advice. So yeah. just maybe like bars for days. Just bars for days, bars for days. And also my, my dad, he was around, but not as much. So, you know, he'd come in and out um, due to circumstance. But, uh, you know, when he was around, he would just give me like, you know, little nuggets and stuff like that. Nice. And I always picked up on it. So nice. OK, the next one song that gets you hyped when you need it. What's your go to? Jeez, I listen to so much music. It's like. How do I? Um, it's tough. It's tough for many. Give me, give me one. Give me one or two. Give maybe two scenarios. Give me two. Okay, so um, I would say if it's late at night and I just need to, you know, um, just hype myself up after a long day or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. I listen to a lot of oldies, so um, uh, I would say uh, Men Condition. Um, <laughs> you send me swinging. Um, <laughs> Uh, I'm listening to Drill right now too, but uh, <laughs> I mean, that's a lot of old, but uh, <laughs> let me see. Um, and also I would say if I'm like working, like let's say it's at the end of the day, mm-hmm. uh, sorry, in the middle of the day, I need like a, a boost. Yeah. I'd probably like say um, uh, Logic featuring Eminem, Homicide. Okay. So what we have and what we debuted last month is a Spotify playlist of all the hype songs from every single guest that we've had for the past year. And so those two songs will be added and there'll be a link to that playlist in the show notes. And I'll have, (laughs) and what I also do is I put links to those individual songs, a YouTube link to those songs. And the last episode, episode 51 with Vanessa, she she was a, she gave me two, but one of them was a Treyu, an Atreyu song. She's like, I don't be too hard. I go, you don't know this playlist. I have the playlist is buried. It's crazy. <laughs> like you would. Right it's 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 fantastic. She's like, it's going to be out of place. I go, not at all. Like we got uh, everything you could think of the whole gamut and spectrum oh. of music. So it's very interesting. So but we no one's picked those two songs. So we'll definitely add those. So that'll be a nice mix. So That's the good. final question, Coach Lamar, what will be your legacy? My legacy. Um, I think my legacy will come from anybody who I've ever interacted with and had a positive experience. So um, whether it be from a job that I had, um, you know, from Albertons, the valet, the skate side or whatever, um, I always feel like if somebody comes around me, they have to leave from me better. yeah. Even if, even if, you know, let's say it doesn't seem like it ended well at the end of it, 
I know that from that experience, they definitely learned something from, you know, just interacting with me in general. And then, uh, you know, just with the kids, like, you know, from, from the skate side, like, I sometimes think like, man, when these kids get older, they might remember like, hey, I was so freaked out to go down this ramp. Yeah. And then Coach Lamar and his group, the skate side, they were there, you know, cheering me on. I did it in front of them. And because of that, I know what it feels like to be scared to do something and then do it anyway. Yeah. So like, you know, whether it be like applying for a job or like, you know, ask somebody out or, you yeah. know, starting a business or because um, the world is changing so fast. Like I'm trying to like catch up with all this NFT talking, like, you know, crypto <laughs> whatnot. So I'm yeah. like, I'm trying to like, you know, be, and it's like, you have to, you know, be a person that takes risks now. It's not like just one path anymore, you know, you can, you can do everything. And so um, I would say that's where my legacy would come from. Hopefully they say some, some nice stuff about me, uh, you know, later down the years. I think so for sure, because the supernatural bear had one camp with you and he still talks about you and asks about you and the impact has been great. So I can only imagine kids that have done multiple camps that you've seen grow you and your wife and your team have seen grow and do kind of multiple camps. And, you know, because it's not just for those who are listening, they're interested. I mean, he does so many different areas in LA County and beyond, but it's not just the beginners. He has some kids that I saw during uh, the Supernatural Bears camp, they were like, you know, doing, they got multiple wristbands. You know what I'm oh, saying? And some of those kids, they're being groomed now to go to the Olympics. Come so on, it's like, come it's on. Like, the impact uh, is huge. The legacy is huge. Yes, 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 yes. And my own kids too. There we go. And my own kids as well. Of course. So I've been there, you know, making their progress too. So Yeah. And being out in the world and knowing that they have, Two ama- I'm sure your wife is amazing. You know what I'm saying? And that they have two amazing parents that uh, support them and yep. that want, you know, you guys are leading by example just every day and with the skate side. <laughs> I hope they open their eyes and see it all. <laughs> Do you know what you I'm know, saying? I, I, exactly, exactly, exactly. Like they might it not see true. it now. You know, they might not notice it now and they might be like, why are you doing like what? But later, Please believe it. I know it in my bones that when they're older and when they've experienced and they've been on their own, they can be like, oh, they were dope. They were like doing all this stuff for kids. I saw them. They started their own business. Like it, it comes back. So I see I'm glad you're saying this, Rizzy, and it's recorded so I can, you know, play this for you. <laughs> yeah. In case y'all forgot, this is what Rizzy said about me. <laughs> No, it, I, I believe it to be true. You're such a positive energy. And I feel yeah. like your wife is probably the same way. And that, you know, they see what I see what you do with kids that aren't yours. The respect, yeah. you know, the, the respect and courtesy and care that I can only imagine that's for someone else's for your own. So I'm yeah. sure that they're very, very lucky and fortunate. So Coach Lamar, thank you so much. I'll have in the show notes how they can st- get to you and all the different ways. Um, and I just, you know, I'm excited to see where these new projects take you guys to. And, you know, yes. the Supernatural Bear and I will be watching for sure. And we will support in any way that we can. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. This was super fun. Um, glad to share a little bit of what we do. And uh, I was looking forward to seeing, you know, uh, Supernatural Bear also. He's in writing class. 
So, yeah, but maybe we could set something up. He would love to talk to you, but he was bummed. Uh, So, yeah, because he's in writing class till till uh, he has 30 more minutes in writing class. But um, yeah, man, thank you so much for for being on this. Thank you. And now introducing the Supernatural Bear Corner. Supernatural, Supernatural Bear. Bear. Hey guys, and I am the SNV, or as I said at the skate side, the scientist in the house. Um, and today's episode is about Coach Lamar. Um we met at a skating class, like, um, skateboard class, I believe, and he was a great teacher. Um, he inspired me to do a lot of things that normally, if there was just, like, a regular teacher, I wouldn't do, like, really. And, um, yeah, he's a really good guy, really smart, and he comes prepared. So, um, I still have a skateboard, and I haven't shown him yet. It doesn't have wheels, but, you know, I still have a skateboard right now, and I'm pretty rusty, because that was, like, three to four years ago now. But that's, the skate side was really fun, and if you are a kid listening to this, because this is a non-explicit episode, yeah, you should definitely go check it out to learn some tips from the professionals. This has been the SMB signing off. Peace. Skate side! There it is, folks. Episode 52 with Coach Lamar Betts. It's a great one. It's a unique one. The universal and the specific, as my homegirl Kim says, that this is what this podcast is about. The universal and the specific. His specific, unique story that no one else has that exact journey can get all kinds of gems from. All kinds of gems. And then, as we saw... All those things led up to him and his wife gaining that experience, having the wins, having those losses, catching those L's, and then putting them to good use in creating the skate side. And now we're going to see how they do with the book and kind of the brand and just see them evolve. Because if you don't evolve, you become extinct. And that's in everything, kids. Everything. I hope. Adults and kids alike are enjoying this 100% curse word free episodes. Rare, a little rare, but here we are. And uh, as always, thank you so much for all the support. We're getting ready to wrap up the calendar year and go a little bit over a couple of months over the one year mark. So thank you so much for the support. 
Don't forget, you can go and become a patron on our patron page. You can uh, donate directly to our efforts here. You could also go to the store and buy some enamel pins. There's one exclusive one by the Supernatural Bear. He did an illustration a couple of years ago of Voltron that we turned into an enamel pin. For the olds that are listening, we got a Stevie Wonder pin. We got a Prince pin. And we got some tea towels and some tote bags. Uh, leave reviews. That's a free way that you can help us. And you know what's another free way you can help us? Tell your folks. Tell your peeps. Tell your friends. And as always, we reap. Word to Your Mama is owned and produced by Ritz P. Intro Beat, produced by Nico Beats. If you need any more information on Word to Your Mama, including Media Kit, go to wordtoyourmama.com. And as always, Word to Your Mama is brought to you by RitzyPeriwinka.com and DoyenSharp.com.